how's it going? It's going great. What about you? Yeah, good. I became an auntie last week. So oh yeah, congratulations. Thanks. I'm really excited about it. It's the first baby in our family, so I think mm. everybody's a bit overexcited about it. Fantastic. I know it's um, the highlight of my year so far that anything will will top that. You're not an uncle or anything, I'm are not, you? no. But um, I'm, I'm sure uh, your little... Is it a niece or a nephew? Nephew. Nephew. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he, uh, he's got lots of fantastic photos of him already. Actually, I've only seen him once, but I do think I'm going to turn into one of those annoying baby people on Facebook. Ah, okay. I do think I'm going to become one of those people or that my girl with the camera blog will become a baby blog. <laughs> but hey, maybe this opens up a new opportunity to move into newborn photography. Ah, maybe. You never know. You might uh, you might get a love for it. Uh, that might be quite entertaining. I I imagine that photographing newborns can be quite a difficult quite a difficult one to get them perfectly smiling or not crying. Yeah. And and just being afraid to even touch them in the first place mm-hmm. because they're so fragile but so that's that's my exciting news so what are we what are we talking about today paddy so i thought we could talk about working remotely so it's a it's a thing that a lot of i guess a lot of our listeners are are doing if they're trying to build a business doing what they love a lot of the time it's a it's a freelancing business and they're they're working from their home or from a co-working space but a lot of the time because they're working for themselves, setting up their own business there, if they deal with clients or deal with uh, other people working in their team, they're a lot of the time working remotely. And, and that's what I do. I, I, I work from home most of the time or coffee shops, but most of my clients are across the world. So there's a lot of, I thought we could come up with some some tips on how to make that, that working remotely life, make that a bit easier and make it, you know, kind of address some of the challenges of, of working remotely and, and how, you, well, just my experiences of making it a more pleasant experience and get a more effective uh, way of working. Well, initially I felt like it's not a subject that I know too much about because, you know, I was thinking like as a wedding photographer, I have to physically be on location or as a UK insurer selling products to UK freelancers, time zone isn't an issue. But from the kind of outside looking in, I can definitely see there are a lot of benefits of remote working. The obvious ones, increased productivity. You don't have that nasty commute. You get to choose the conditions that you work in. Mm -hmm. And obviously with the kind of advent of Skype and various cloud-based project management apps and whatnot, there's no reason people have to be on the same continent as one another to collaborate and work together. However, I'm sure it isn't all rainbows and sunshine and presents its own set of um, challenges, which I'm, I'm sure you'll talk us through. Yeah, well, I think the the first thing is uh, because you're in charge, you're, you're a freelancer, you're setting your own hours, I think you need to optimize your own schedule. So you should embrace the freedom of, of being able to set your own schedule and uh, it's your business. So if you work better in the evenings or work better in the mornings and have a break during the day, uh, you should consider changing your schedule around. I mean, if, you're, if your clients or colleagues don't 
get up until your lunchtime, then consider, you know, dedicating the mornings to working out or working on a pet project or whatever, but just find what's best suits your situation and, and don't be afraid to change stuff about. I mean, don't be working nine to five just because that's what you think you have to do. Uh, I think you should rearrange things to, to make it optimal. And uh, time zones can be really tough. I mean, I, I work with uh, clients on the on the west coast and it's uh it's sometimes yeah it's sometimes a challenge at the beginning because there's there's a big gap whenever they're sleeping and i'm working and then you have you have maybe a couple of hours to sync up but i think you have to be smart about it and figure out a good routine so that you're you're not sitting waiting for like a one word answer from your client so that you can continue with your work i mean make sure you you can do enough and then sync up with them uh, whenever you you guys are both awake and then discuss enough stuff to to have enough you know to have 24 hours uh, that you can dedicate back to 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 work without having to check stuff with them so i think you just need to to think ahead and plan with your with your client or with your say you're working with developers that are also in other time zones make sure that you know they have enough to be working on with say if you're the designer make sure they have enough designs that they can work with while while you're sleeping and then uh, have enough get enough feedback from them so that you can work on new designs whenever whenever they're sleeping so it's just um yeah optimizing the time i think is a big is a big important thing to address well i have two questions Mm -hmm. so first question what is the most extreme time zone client that you work with I'd say probably the the West Coast. So that's like uh, that can be like is it like nine hours nine hours behind? Wow! So essentially, you can be waking up in the morning to start your work, and they're all kind of winding down and with uh, their family are going to bed. Yeah, usually. Or uh, it, what's what's usually the time? Usually, the time is about four p.m. or five p.m. My time is whenever they're they're you know ready to to chat in the office. So my, my day's finishing. Um, but I sometimes, uh, if it's, um, if it's needed, then I'll rearrange my working schedule and have, uh, I know that those, cause you can get a lot of work done whenever you're, you're actively chatting with someone rather than reading their feedback through an email. Uh, sometimes I'll take a couple of days a week to have to, to work from, 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. because I know I'll get like a day's work done in in those few hours when I'm actively with the client and can quickly show them stuff and get their feedback rather than rather than me you know meeting up with them at four o'clock and then chatting for them for a while and then at five o'clock I'm gone and then I have to start again the next morning when they're offline so I think I I think you have to be flexible as well I mean flexibility is a big a big issue and um uh, it's a big issue whenever uh, the the idea of working remotely it can can bring with like uh, a, a trustworthiness uh, issue. So if your clients can't see can't see you sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, I mean they have to they have to see your results then of of what you're doing. And I think most clients, I think most clients are very very results based so I, I think they care on on that you're meeting the goals that you've both set and and the actual things that you produce rather than knowing that you're sitting 
rather than be able to see you sitting at a desk for eight hours every day, I think most clients are, uh, are more interested in results. So as long as you show that you're getting the work done, then I think that's fine for most clients. But you you should make your work a goal based one if you're you should make your yeah the the attitude that you take towards the work it should really be be goal focused so know that your client needs this design in 2 weeks and work, work towards making meeting that goal rather than uh, making sure they know that you you've been working 8 hours every day just get the get the results in there and i think you can move things around whenever you're working remotely that that it doesn't have to be you sitting from nine to five you can you can work whenever um as long as you're you know getting the results so well should your i mean i think you pretty much answered this but if i picked up correctly you're saying that your schedule should adapt depending on the client so it should adapt on the kind of per project basis well it should it should adapt to what works best for both of you i don't think you need to uh, if your clients are on, uh, you know, are nine or 10 hours behind you, I don't think you have to start working during the night to be, to be working on their time schedule, but work on the overlap and work on, work on what works best for, for both of you. I don't think you have to be working crazy hours if that doesn't suit you. But I think, yeah, being flexible is something, uh, that's very important. And I mean, communication is, a super important issue and and you have to de- develop a trust with the client so that they know you're actually working whenever you're you're not in the office with them but i think just kind of optimizing your working day to to what works best so if you're not working um working in the same building then you need to have really good communication channels with the with the other developers or project managers or or uh, whoever if you're the, the client itself you know don't be don't be labeled as someone who's unreachable so i mean i feel the pressure sometimes and i make the effort to get back to people as soon as i can via email or slack or whatever but i do it you know in the the evenings and weekends, like I, I sometimes I try and I, I check my emails and I would answer clients if uh, if it's appropriate. But that, I mean, that's not saying you have you can't have any free time and you have to be on the clock twenty four hours a day. But I found being a being a, a remote worker, I think it's better to be a bit looser with my my reachability and being able to answer emails whenever I'm not you know not between the hours mm-hmm. nine and five but i mean if i'm not available that's that's fine and i think it's important to also communicate okay here's the hours i will be definitely available but if you're a little bit f- more flexible when you're a remote worker then then that can make the make things go a lot smoother especially with regards to like you know keeping the the client uh knowing that you're yeah that you're working while they're not able to see you well, on the subject of communication, I have some experience contracting remote freelancers. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm actually working on a project with um, a designer who is London-based. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Glasgow and there's over 400 miles um, between us. Um, but his communication has been amazing through um utilizing various tools so he's been using trello to show me what he's completed and what needs to be done and we use um a slack channel to communicate in real time mm-hmm. and then he's been using envision envision app 
to kind of visually demonstrate the flow of his design. So with all of these tools, I'm able to, from 400 miles away, build a pretty complete picture about what he's working on right now or what he did yesterday and how Mm -hmm. the designs are taking shape, as well as, you know, him being able to fire off any quick questions and slack. Yeah. Now, all of this is just as good as sitting in the same room as this guy but with that said I do think that there's a line and it works well between him and I because we do keep similar hours we're in the same time zone but I think I would struggle if there was this topsy-turvy time zone at play you know meaning maybe he's just getting to work when I'm going to bed Mm. um I think I'd struggle with that but you touched upon this um because I would hate to you know, by the time it comes to me providing feedback on the work he's done, I'd probably have to wait another six to eight hours for his response to that. But you kind of, and and I think that would slow progress down enormously and it would cost me more. But you kind of touched upon that and saying, well, the way to get around that is to actually be really prepared so that there's something else that you can move on to when you're waiting for the feedback on that other thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I sometimes, usually if I have a client that's, that's, something like nine hours behind me we try and sync up in those in the one or two hour overlap uh but the end of my day and the beginning of theirs and we just set that up as a time to to discuss what i've been working on during the day get key feedback but also get you know way more feedback and get more stuff that i need from them so that you know if i work really fast the next day i'm not sitting twiddling my thumbs with nothing to do until they get up i think you have to yeah, discuss as much as possible and and keep the keep the communication flowing and you know discuss it at the start and say that you're willing to be a bit flexible and occasionally you know you can work an hour later or two hours later to uh, you know progress some you know some designs or development uh, you know progress a bit faster and ask the same from them you know that they rise a bit earlier or stick around later to to chat things over with you and i think most most clients are are open to that because you know it gets better results whenever you have that that overlap time is is more um that there's more of that that overlap time but you yeah you you're looking at it from the the other side and it gives you it gives you confidence in in the guy that you've hired uh, that he's so there is so much communication and he's showing you via all these channels that, you know, what tasks he's completing and what, uh, you know, any questions he has, he's getting them over uh, as soon as possible. And it's, uh, I can imagine that if you've hired someone, it's, it's really, it can be really frustrating to know that they can't do anything without you saying something or giving one piece of feedback. So when I, when I'm working with a client, I try to get as much, I try to be able to do as much without their input, but when I need their input, I, I, you know, ask for it as soon as possible, but I show them, uh, to give them confidence. I show them that I can still, I can still work with other stuff, um, as I'm waiting on the feedback so that I'm not wasting time. And what about, like, I've just told you that these are the tools that he's using and it's helping build a complete picture um, for me as to exactly what he's doing and where we're at. Are there any tools that you swear by when working with clients remotely? Well, yeah, Slack is becoming a, a really useful tool for um, for me with uh, with client projects. I'm just starting to use it as a tool. I mean, I've been using just Skype for for a long time now to to 
bounce ideas back and forth with with clients and I just try and keep it I mean during the day I just always keep my Skype chat open and, and can ping ideas back and forth with a client anytime or with a developer anytime ask questions I like to yeah I mean you make so much faster progress if you're if you're working in an office and you can just ask a designer or a developer you know ask a quick question would this design work or is it impossible or if you can ask a designer can you get me uh, an icon I mean that's really quick two minutes of work so you have to if you don't have that that you can't go up and ask them at their desk then you need to use the tools that you can to to keep those communication channels open so slack is something i use and of course email um but i find yeah skype chat or uh like kind of real-time chat is much more effective than big massive long emails back and forth so uh, i prefer to be as uh, reachable as possible or try to make myself as reachable as possible because I, I i know that gives confidence to the the client that i'm getting back to them really quickly I don't like being seen as as someone who's, you know, completely offline and unreachable for, for days at a time or anything. I try to get back to people as soon as possible. So even if it's not a super urgent thing. So, but I mean, everybody is uh, different as well, but I, I, it gives you confidence in your freelancer that you can send an email. I mean, you've got an idea in your head. If I email them now, how long, how long it's going to take before you get an answer, right? Yeah. And that's from, yeah, that's from you guys working together. And now you've developed a, you've developed a sense of, of how reliable they are. So I think you need to show that to a, to a client whenever you're working with them. You need to discuss realistically, okay, I'm going to be available from these hours to these hours. And after it, I'll, uh, I'll do my best to get in touch with you if it's something urgent, but yeah, I'm totally unavailable at weekends if you're, you know, totally switching off your, your email. So I think being realistic and setting the expectations where they should be. And I try to under promise and then over deliver. So I try to, you know, beat deadlines if I can, or I try, you know, I say I'm not going to be available between these certain hours, but I mean, if it's something serious that comes up, I, I try to be flexible and realistic and, and, uh, and get back and give clients, you know, confidence in me that I'm not, you know, disappearing off the face of the planet whenever, uh, whenever they're working on stuff. So yeah, I think it's important to build that, build that trust with, um, with the client as well. I like that under promise over deliver. Yeah. I, I, that's what, that's the kind of way I try to look at, uh, if I, if it's going, if I know, it, um, realistically it might take, take a week to make, uh, to make something, you know, I, I tend to say, okay, we could maybe do it within a week and a half, but, you know, try to get in there before just to, yeah, under promise and over deliver. It's the same thing that, you know, Apple does whenever you buy a, when you buy something online, they say it'll take three weeks. And then usually the case is they deliver it within two weeks. And then you're, yeah, you're a lot happier that things are ahead of, ahead of schedule. So uh, what other, um, yeah, is there any other, is there another uh, challenge that you've found uh, with uh, working with someone remotely from a from a client point of view, mm, I've I would say I've had um, I've been quite lucky in that I've had um, good experiences. I've had I've, I've used um, so the guy I'm working with right now. He's an individual freelancer. Then I've, I've worked with um, an agency who were all distributed all over the world. But it's hard to say because 
you know, the time difference between them was always only one to two hours. And I, I think that that's barely noticeable. And I think they would use things like base camp as well to communicate with me and keep everything central under one location. So I've never actually had any negative experiences, but I, I would imagine that some people are put off of the idea of hiring somebody who isn't within their city. So, you know, for example, imagine I came to you, Paddy, and said, um, I really like your style, Paddy. It's exactly what I had in mind for this project I'm working on, but I'm really apprehensive about the fact that we're in different countries what would you do to alleviate that client's concern or is that a client that you just wouldn't want to work with because they don't get the kind of way that digital people work? Well, I mean, it's it's something that's becoming more and more common, but uh, what I can tell a prospective client uh, to give them confidence is to say that I've been working pretty, I know, almost 100% uh, remotely for the past three years and give them a list of the clients and projects that I've been working on. And all of these clients were happy enough to, to work with me and were happy with the results. Uh, and th- that was, that all was just through, um, through working remotely and, and communicating online. So, I mean, that's, uh, I don't think it's like alarm bells or anything. Whenever someone says they, they aren't sure about working remotely, that's just because it's a kind of, it's something relatively, uh, new well it's not a new concept but it's 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 something that's becoming more and more common because because of all the tools that are available and and a lot more freelancers and designers and developers that it's so easy to work work remotely so i would i would give them the the i would increase the their confidence in in uh, trying it out by yeah one showing them the stuff that i've done in the past and all of you know here's a list of clients that have been happy to work with me remotely Two, I would, you know, give them confidence in the fact that, that I'm pretty open with my communication. It's not that I'll be totally unreachable. I'll be realistic and say I'm available a lot of the time via these, these channels and, you know, say to them, you know, we'll have these certain set times every day or every two days, whatever that we'll be meeting up to, to, you know, syncing up to, to discuss things. So I think it's all about confidence building and, and, trustworthiness so make yourself seem not make yourself seem trustworthy but you know make it clear make it clear that you are a a trustworthy person and that you're you're focused on results as well so I mean it's not most clients would prefer that they they get their hit their they hit their goals and they they see real results rather than knowing that you're working eight hours every day so it's all about communication and, and talking with the client rather than just saying okay, we're going to start this project and I work remotely. I work from these hours. If you email me one minute outside them, I'll, I'll not be replying. Um, and, you know, kind of disappearing for weeks and then coming back with a, with a web design or whatever, whatever you're working on. I mean, it's, it's about being, being there while you're not there, obviously. So, but being, have a presence there. So that also means linking up with the, I try to link up with the uh, developers on if the client already has developers, uh, I try to link up with them and make sure I'm I'm talking with them uh, directly rather than rather than sending designs off to a client and it's up to them to communicate with developers. I, I much prefer to talk with the developers themselves if possible and have a have a constant link with them as they're 
developing the the app or website, whatever it may be, and so that I can quickly give them, you know, new assets or or cut things up for them or or um, talk about you know any any issues that come up and they're they're unsure of how to handle a certain design element. I can quickly give them answers because you need that sort of you need that quick response time and and that that quick back and forth communication that you're not going to have when you're when you're not sitting in the at the same desk with them. So getting face to face time with with a client um or with other members of your team is really important but I mean if they're on the other side of the world that's going to be tough but you have to if it's possible to meet up in person at some point even if it's not directly related to a project it can be really valuable to meet up just to kind of chat about how you're going to work together and and chat just kind of in general about what what stuff there you know uh, they find challenging in the project or work, you know working remotely and and just kind of yeah communication I think is the biggest the biggest issue when it comes to working remotely well now that you've mentioned that about getting face to face time face to face time face mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah getting that time if possible now that you've mentioned that that's not so much a challenge I felt with them hiring people remotely but it's certainly something that like I've 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 hired a local designer before and what I really enjoyed about that was the fact that before the project kicked off we were able to sit down over a cup of coffee and he could feed off my passion for this project he could mm-hmm. feed off my excitement and he could you know, he could see firsthand how much this meant to me. And then he could, he could put that into the work he was doing. Whereas I feel like you don't lack that completely when you're working with people remotely, but it's, it's much more difficult to convey your enthusiasm or passion for a project over Skype. It's Mm. much easier to do that face to face. So that's one, one disadvantage I would say of Mm. um, contracting remote freelancers. It's something that you, as a remote worker need to work harder at and you need to work harder to communicate your passion in the project or your the fact that you're available or the fact that you're actually working on it right now and you have to you have to take an extra step in your yeah enthusiasm for the project and you have to actively share a bit more you know at the beginning of a stage at the beginning stages of a project you have to share more things like send more things the client's way uh, you know for inspiration for the for the the app or the design or whatever it is so i think you have to just step up your game a bit when it comes to communication at the uh, in the project because you're not you're not actively in the same uh, you know in the same office where it's it's easy to easy to see from just a glance that somebody's working on something you need to inspire confidence in in the other members of your team or the client themselves that you're actively working on it so you need to give them updates on on what you're doing and give them updates on, on oh, hey, I'm looking at this for inspiration. What do you think? You know, communication. Mm. Well, you've had experience working on site in a, a client's office as well as mm-hmm. remotely. Um, do you feel that there's a big difference to your mental well-being working remotely i mean you don't have that nasty time sink of a commute you don't have people mm-hmm. um prodding you in the shoulder every few seconds you don't have a, a boss breathing down your neck do you feel that there is a big difference to your mental well-being when working remotely i can definitely see the advantage of of having colleagues around so most of the time i'm working just from home or working from a coffee shop and it's kind of uh, i'm very isolated and uh, I personally I don't really mind that and I I think I get more work done when I'm in my little bubble and, and and not being distracted but I definitely see the advantages as well of working 
I've worked at uh, at an agency before and I've worked in clients offices with other developers and with other members of their team and uh the then I took advantage of the um yeah the feeding off other people and and quickly discussing new ideas and and going into a, a meeting room and you know uh drawing on the whiteboard you know different ideas and I think you need all you know you need to take each project separately and see that if that is required that that sort of stuff if it is useful like at the start to go and have some in-person discussions uh but i also think that it's it's a great thing to have other people to work with like other colleagues and and meet them at some point and and you can feed off other other people when and get the get enthusiastic and get enthused about a project uh when you're seeing what they're working on if you're all working on the same team so I think make the effort to go to, well, make the effort also to go to meetups and conferences and have a coffee with other people just to keep up some real life contact with, with others in your industry. And I think we talked a lot about that on episode 20, uh, episode 39 on working from home. So I'd go back and listen to that as well. If you're, if you're trying to, to work remotely from home. Um, but yeah, it's, it can be important depending on the project uh, some projects call for you to be working in the office if you have a lot of if you have a lot of uh, meetings where you're discussing something or you have to you know if you're building a real life product and not something digital it might be it might be a lot more beneficial for you to be there and and to hold the project and and the prototypes and and work on it and discuss things with you know with testers or or other people working on the project and you have to be realistic about um, about the stuff that you can do remotely and the stuff that you can't do remotely. So there are many projects uh, that I think are are fine to work remotely and occasionally just see the client in person. And a lot of my projects I've been doing for the past few years are are strictly done over email and Skype. But you have to be you have to look at each project individually and see okay this is a project that really requires me to be in the office with the other developers so then you have to look at the what solutions are open to you am i right in thinking that 37 signals released a book all about remote working they might have right i'm sure, <laughs> Not sure. That they have i haven't read it but i do know that the uh, Kobe Chappell, um, a guy from GitHub, is is writing a book called The Remote Job Seekers Handbook. Uh, and we'll put a note, uh, a link in the show notes um, to that. So that's coming out soon. So I definitely keep on that if uh, if you're thinking about working remotely. Uh, it's not, it, yeah, so working remotely for you isn't, isn't really, yeah, an issue because you, well, that's something you really do need to do in person. Obviously, the actual shooting weddings you need to do in person but i'm talking about the the events leading up to the the wedding day so meeting your customers it's very important i think for you to meet them in person just from a inspiring confidence kind of way because like a wedding photographer it's such a personal thing you want to be you know you want to meet up with them and and chat with them in person about how you're going to personally capture their their wedding day and inspire confidence that's not something i I don't think would work especially well if you all your communication was remotely and then you just turned up on the wedding day. Am I right? Yeah. I don't I don't think that would work. I mean, I think it was um I think it was Paul Jarvis that um it might have been him that gave some advice about kind of automating the whole client um 
initial communication side of things to kind of remove yourself as much as possible so that you're free to do the more important things like designing. I think he suggested that you kind of have this PDF that as soon as an inquiry lands on your inbox, you just send it straight off to them and they can read through it and it tells them what the next step is, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think as a wedding photographer, I could get away with that. Um, you're absolutely right. It is all about making that personal connection and all of my weddings this year are local, which has been great because I've met up with every single couple so far and had a coffee and talked about their schedule. But last year, most of them were in England. So you have to do that kind of thing over Google Hangouts or Skype, which isn't as personal, but it's still very important that they can put a face to to the name. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I don't really have a lot of experience of um, of it in terms of the the way that you do. I'm more from the my experiences in, um, you know, hiring not hiding, but, you know, contracting mm-hmm. um, remote freelancers. Did you ever feel that you you were unsure about hiring someone remotely? Or it, it, did you feel that at the start of a project that you had to work in the same office as your designer or developer? I'll be honest with you. Um, recently, I have had second thoughts about hiring somebody because I do think they're just too far away and the time difference was too extreme. I like the whole idea of, I don't mind remote in the sense that, you know, one hour time difference, two hours, three hours even, but when it's too extreme, I just think that, um, I don't know, I feel like there wouldn't be much flow to the project. It would feel like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stalling. So I would, I have recently chosen not to hire somebody because they're too far away, far away, far away. But I would never go so extreme that I'm only limiting myself to hiring people who are in the same city as me. Because at the end of the day, you want to go where the talent is, and the mm-hmm. talent is worldwide. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I think just the biggest thing to to concern yourself with is is how you how you communicate with the client when you're discussing working remotely. So build up the their confidence in you that you're going to be that you're going to be reachable and that you can deliver on results and they don't need to worry about when you're working on the stuff but just know that you're achieving the results Uh, and I think be be reachable be more reachable than if you were in their office so I think those are the biggest things yeah just communication is the is the most important issue when when talking about working remotely that's just what I've discovered as I've been working for the last three years pretty much 100% remotely. And that's what I've discovered from hiring people remotely is just how important communication is as well. Mm -hmm. Okay so you've been listening to The Working Out Show. Uh, Hopefully this week has been useful to you. If you'd like to if you'd like to discuss today's issue or uh, any other ones, you can uh, join our Slack channel where listeners are, are chatting about yeah, freelance life and, and topics we discuss on the show. So you can just send us an email, info at workingoutpodcast.com. And you can reach us on Twitter at Working Out Show. Bye. Bye.